Ghostman Horror Host here. If you like to read books, why not try these horror books that I like to read too? They may give you a scare, just like they scared me. Stephen King, Pet Cemetery, King's Tale of Severe Depression. Here is a Samustis. The road in front of Dr. Lewis Green's real main home frequently claims the lives of neighborhood pets. Lewis has recently moved to Chicago to London with his wife, Rachel. Their children and pet cat near the house. Local children are created cemetery for dogs and cats, killed by the strange stream of transports. On the busy highway deeper into the woods lays another graveyard, an ancient Indian burial. Whose sinister properties Lewis discovers when the family cat is killed. Richard Madison's I Am Legend. Richard Neville is the last living man on earth. He's not alone. Neither every other woman, man, woman, and child on earth become a vampire, and they're all hungry for Neville's blood. By the day, he's a hunter, stalking the steepy undead. Full of abandoned ruins of civilization. By night he bow guides himself in his home. Home and prays for dawn. How long can one man survive in a world of vampires? Sally Jackson, The Haunting of Hill House. First published in 1959. Shirley Jackson's The Haunting of Hill House. Has been held as a perfect word of unnerving terror. It is the story of four seekers who arrive at a notoriously unfriendly pile called Hell House. Your house, Dr. Malogue, an occult scholar looking for solid evidence of haunting. Theodore, his light-hearted assistant, Eleanor, a friendless, frail, fatigued young woman, well came to the podcast. And Luke, the future heir of Hell House, at first they stayed seems destined to meet a spooky encounter with an inexplicable phenomena. But Hill House is carrying his powers, and so does it choose one of them to make it its own. Lord of the Flies by William Golding. William Golding's compelling story about a group of very ordinary small boys marooned on a coral island has become a modern classic. At first it seems it's thought it'd be going to be great fun, but the fun becomes long. Before long becomes furious and life on the island turns into a nightmare of panic and death. As all these standards of behaviour collapse, the whole world of boys know collapse with them. A world of cricket and homework and adventure another world is revealed underneath primitive and terrible. Lord of Fire remains the book of the day as when he was first published in nineteen fifty four. In nineteen passionate debate with its startingly starting brutal portrait of Human nature, though critically acclaimed, is largely ignored upon its initial publication. It soon became a cult favourite among some students or literary critics and compared it to Jason Sargler's The Catcher in the Rye, its influence on modern thought and literature. Peter Bexley, Jaws. Peter Bexley's story, The Man Eating Shark, is famous all over the world. If fame from the movie Jaws, came, made in 1975 and directed by Steven Spielberg. Jaws is one of the most exciting, frightening movies ever made. The novel on which the movie was based itself is hugely exciting and frightening. 
Since it written in 1974, it sold over 5.5 million copies. The novel draws tells the story of a monster fish, a great white shark, that starts attacking swimmers off the coast of America. The scene is at the coasty, sleepy coast of our island of Enmity, near York, where tourism is the main business. Thomas Harris, Thomas Harris, The Silence of Lambs. There's a killer on the loose who knows that beauty is only skin deep. A training investigator who's trying to save her own hide. The only man that can help is locked in the asylum. Please believe to put her brave face on if it will help him escape. Scott Smith, The Ruins. Trapped in a Mexican jungle. A group of friends stumble upon a creeping horror unlike anything they could imagine. Two young couples on a lazy Mexican vacation, sun-dripped days, drunken nights, making friends of a fellow of toys. When the brother one of these friends disappear, he decided to venture the jungle to look for him. What started as a fun day out, soon he smiles into a nightmare when they find an ancient ruin site and a terrifying presence that lurks there. William Peter Bartley, The Exorcist, the phenomenal bestseller that inspired a classic motion picture, newly released in a version you've never seen before. When it originally published in 1971, The Exorcist became not only a best-selling literary phenomenon, but one of the most frightening and controversial novels ever written, when the author adapted the book to the screen two years later, then become one of the most terrifying movies ever made. Blatantly fictionalized the true story of the child dramatic possession in the 1940s. The dramatically simple story focused on Regan, the 11 year old daughter of a movie actress residing in Washington, D.C. A child apparently um, is possessed by an ancient demon. It's up to a screw group of underworld determined humans to somehow rescue Regan from the expected vehicle fate, proposing really raw and profane, this novel still has its strong ability to literally shock in us to forgetting about it, that it's just a story. Exorcist means a very, a truly unforgettable reading experience. Bradley's published a sequel, Legion, in 1983. Eva Levin, Rosemary Baby, Rosemary and Gary walked to the house, an elderly young couple, settled in a New York City apartment, unaware that elderly neighbours and their bizarre group of friends had been disturbing interest in them. But for the time, Rosemary boots covers a horrifying truth. It may be too far too late. Jack Ketchum, the girl next door, suburbia in the 1950s, a nice, quiet, simpler time to grow up. Unless you count the McCarthy trials and red scars and the shadow of the bomb and the cold wars, unless you, you could see the dark side emerging on a quiet tree lying tree dead in the street in a dark base, damp basement of the Chandler house. Chandler house emerging big time for a major teenage Meg and her daughter Susan, whose parents are not dead, are now dead now who are less captive to the savage whims and rages of the distant art who is rapidly descending into madness. It's a man that affects all three of them, and finally the entire neighbourhood. Only one child boy stands hesitantly between Meg and Susan. They're called torturous death, a boy with a very adult decision to make. 
before love and compassion and lust and evil. Enjoy reading. Bye-bye, my friends. Van Horror host here with recommendations for the world. It's horror films that may give you a fright or even me make you smile. Society, 1989. Society manages to incorporate all sorts of metaphors about fitting in, becoming a member of society, contributing to society, and so on. This is easily one of the most unsuring weird films from the late 80s. The third act brings a whole concept into play with society that literally moves, merges, and interacts with each other in a hugely bizarre, organic level. From beyond, Lovecraft's material is weird enough on its own, though when it's brought into life in the film realm, it can be quite bizarre to behold. Made in 1986, From Beyond it was the one of the lost souls of a film. It took decades to come in to do DVD. It dips into sci-fi and horror, with results emerge out of one and out of nasty-looking deformed creatures. This film managed to focus on the idea of Polino's grand sixth sense and its effect on the brain. But regardless, there is some quality TV here. It seems like a close cousin to the film. Trail Park of Terror Trailer Park of Terror in 2008 The director Stephen Goodman also had a lot of fun with this film A movie which is based on a comic actually ends up holding its weirdness through its very characters-driven comic-like premise Trailer Park of Terror is a lot of fun to watch and a nice recipe for just sitting down to something zany and inventive I would say don't miss this one Another bit as an as another B movie. We need time to take to take some viewing time. Tokyo Gore Police 2008. Tokyo Gore Star Films. Meatball Machine, Vampire Girl vs. Frankenstein. Girl, Mutant Girl Squad, Robo Geisha, etc. We doesn't mean bad. This means champ is wall to wall weird. This huge, highly visible, crazy sort of way. I often wonder how the bald major went in production. Yeah, this scene's coming up. It's too boring. Throw an alligator penis chick. And out to fill that hole. I also listed a few more for you to come in. Investigate on your own. There's Togo Gold Store Films. Oh, a rave. And, and Stoof said, There's a list of the site. That list. That lists there is a list of us this is a list of one Bad Biology two thousand and eight. This film is actually a must see for a ridiculous premise as drug filled penis acting on its own, a cord and oversexed female who is initiated orgasms as much as possible. The dark comedy is highly original, highly recommended, and completely absurd. It defies weirdness. At the realm of the director visionary Frank Hedenlotter. The Toxic Avenger, 1984, a true trauma classic. Not really, it's probably the, the single highest claim to fame. Back in the 80s, when this duplicated, the Toxic Avenger was a fact of 
conversation piece that usually started with, Hey man, you've got to see the Tux Avenger. What a trip. In summary, in summary if that a man, little man, coming, becoming a pad, where he also becomes a muscle bound tossing waste monster in the process. The usage of gore and dogisms of major crow pieces, causing a sports of franchise female films to follow. The Cuckoo Clocks of Hell, 2011. His movie was purposely kept weird. Ron Elkins creates movies as a sort of evolve of their own, their high lord and vulgar staying within the general of extreme movies. And anything else, this film group attempts to combine some notions of Wizard of Oz with a post-apocalyptic situation. There's no science fiction, but there's, there's a lot of weird segments that are injected sometimes in impact only. You've got to see a few of these films to really experience this notion. Tashmuya, The Iron Man, 1989. Cyberpunk horror, organic, neuro, bruises in robotic, weird, mentetic mirrors. Tashmuya is a classic which stands alone. Its clever use of slow motion it was groundbreaking. Well, quite matched in another in uh, any other projections. Tashmuya combines the elements of horror, transformation. Machinery and gory bits in the film that were seen to be appreciated. The third act acts all alone, even if toned down. Black and white state, a blending of organic manner and steel, made for a highly visible showband, only reinforced with its semi-romantic and pulsing pacing. T-A-T-S-U-O, The Iron Man. Moosterard, the 2003, retarded 2009. Both of these films are off the hook. My favourite of the two is Retarded, which takes an interesting reproach. On its themes, Mustard is a pure pop-poop horror. Humour in the form of a massive turd creature, Retarded pokes fun at zombie films, and several showroom causes mafia side effects turning the town into the zombies. There is a crazy, there is a carryover of themes between the two. But they're all they're largely designed for those who enjoy weird but commonly extremely zombie films. House, 1986. It started out as a horror film, but came up nothing more. A classic example of an 80s comedy horror. Author Roger finds himself battling old demons, zombies, and flying monsters. A focus has on the house that. that, that uh, us haunted to the point of being a portal into the world underworld sorts. Still make up also makes the crazy characters inclusions. Houses are tended to be somewhat scary, but more easily than but it's more easy than anything. Portuguese, the night of the chicken dead, two thousand six. Chicken gobble Percy, I find this film to be another double claim of fame. You'll find a nice mix of clerk and horror. That's Thomas Darl. Think for over-caravation, I thought best to include this monster. This, this, this posted an IBM DM. Some monsters of a former member of the Ku Klux Klan, General Lee Roy, owns and runs a fast food train, the American Chicken Bunker. His new store is located on a site with a battleground of native Indians. He has leased this in, in franchise to an African-American, Danny. 
and then hired a Jew hating chicken loving employee Carl Jr. a Birka clad Muslim woman who was a Mexican Joe Pucker Bell a man called Abby who was called Daisy amongst others he attends his official opening of the store amidst protests a local community of atrocities are carried out on, on chickens and an Indian burial ground desecration watch out what happens with Reed Oi decides to pacify the pacifists with free chicken meat Night of the Flesh Eaters 2008 what well, out of all these films I have to recommend this one the most it's a truly pendant production it just takes all the sort of ideas and serves them up with style try on some fairy dogs mimicking clowns pig faced monsters and more it's meant to be a horror comedy. It takes all the stride. It's also perfect for weird viewer experience. Take my advice. Plantasium, 1979. One of the all-time classic horror films with a sports A horror icon by the name of the tall man. This film was weird all the way through. Enough to earn it a considerable place in a cult film status and spawn a franchise. It needs to be seen to get the full effect. It deals with a funeral home, a refuge for coops, souls, and afterlife. It also manages to satisfy a certain level of science fiction with orbs that attack, a league of little trolls or such, a weird portal that takes you to hell, or something of the nature. I've got Scrim really is a star here who makes a well recognised presence. Tortoise, 1990. Tortoise is recognised by being as being one of the worst films in horror history. A title counts for baggage. Nearly a lot of strange, goofy things happen. Going on with this stinker of a winner in my book, you'll get more in, in on true on true too. In your, uh, though it's always stay close to my heart, uh, telling others how weird and goofy. You just had to wait. A film one of all in the documentary last year and the details of wacky premise. The worst horror ever made of 2005. Bill Zuppup. What was he smoking for the record? Said Bill Zuppup. Likes to make these not job productions on a regular basis. This one out above the rest. A variety of ideas incorporated tightly, like a smelly can of tardines. Bird Epidemic Shock and Terror 2010 A compass this film delivers is so painfully obvious that it instantly makes it must see kind of experience cut out birds attack innocent bystanders while somehow a deep message about an environment campaign becomes the sole reason for this endeavour it may Defend the meanest due to poorly done CGI and bad grades cheese, but it's great inclusion. If ready for something different and unique, add cautiously. Use cautiously. Video drama, 1983. This film should be one on, on every list. Not, not somehow, but somehow forgotten. David Kroberg, for I'm calling one of the kings of cult, has entered us. Entertained of such bizarre organic horror inclusions. There's more than I can make in this list, but it seems to be the choice favourite. The film is clearly a hybrid of cult science fiction and mind school, school mixed in with a similar inspired influence to check out. Mindfish 2008. 
1973. I included Robert's cool film to find film in his collective. It had a profound effect on me in my younger days. A pure horror comedy that actually can give, can give get rather frightful at times. The corpse it tends to end up in every other scene with a scream smirk on his face while his scheming relatives plot to take over the family fortune. There are many, there are more memorable kills in this one which affirms the notion of get that what you're coming for. Though mostly it's just a weird 70s film, I think it's steadily, severely underrated. Upon his death, Arnold marries his lover, Karen. In spite of the, his widow, and leaves death traps accompanied by the autodotes, he's reserved and alcoholic coats, those who cared only for his money. Dicker's Ladder, 1990, a probably weird, highly rated film, claims its tipsy story valuable vigils behind the dying force of a soldier. I'll never get the full review until the end. In the movie itself, it keeps us guessing. I wonder how many things are occurring and what purpose they serve as direction. Many know this film is a total mind screw, but of course, the one that deserves a spot of film of high achievement. Begotten. 1990. A pure black and white film by Ellis Mergy has long been a study point for film students. It was game momentum. A disturbing category, but noted. But just really not out there. It uses horror elements as weird as a blanket by its lack of apparent plot. For instance, there is much that runs into other, other feeling of a highly weird interpretation. You should at least see this once. Check off your bucket list. Here is a stated plotline. This is a glory and entirely individual film. Tells us real life and death for the rebirth of gods. Visions of the Suffering, 2006. Andrew Ascoff makes a pretty bizarre films. I confess I loving the shit of these creations as well. Mind trip films, which impressive editing well. It's just a few knees who is bored of the screen style documentaries. Recommended for sure. Terrorist Trap, 1979. Mannequins that form come to life. An old spirit, personally ride show attraction caretaker, is possessed of a form of an advanced technology, says Terrorist Trap. While one of the 70s film favours is quite a bizarre nightmare experience. It took me many years to pull the pieces together. The Seven Faces of Dr. Lau, 1964. Definitely not marketed as a horror film. You know, to be quite unnerving once you spend some quality time with a television freak show, Seven Faces of Dr. Lau contain plenty of horror-based creatures, such as Medusa and Lodomo's snowman and a human-faced snake. You see this one is nothing like you've seen before. The kicker it stars Tony Randall, who plays the, all the characters. The movie was thought as a comedy, but comes off bizarre several times. Definitely no occlusion for dinner at this time. Deathbed, the bed that eats. 1977, a film that seems to relish its simple motive. The summer quick, a devil cries on the bus. That's bed, that's creating a cannibalistic bed that eats all, just about everything is laid upon. 
But all the story itself might sound a bit boring, tepid. There's fewer vocal qualities that lose it from its 70s era. era. Hellraiser 6, Hellraiser 2002. I didn't want to single out one film through from this one seemed a good choice to start. As Hellraiser's friends already know, the series of releases keep getting weirder and weirder. A variety of strange occlusions and story premises along the way. Pinhead was taking the role of Twilight's own kind of entity, with his hypots inflicting damage to those in need. Many films of the franchise begin get a stranger art of free. I was being inspired by Draco's latter approach. Hellraiser, Hellseeker, being one that I find the closest. A shady business attempts to fit together details of the car wreck. I killed his wife and rendered him an epidemic. Left him in possession of a series of puzzles that summons monsters. Each dimension for those who liked other bizarre films. Slaughtered Vomit Dolls, 2006. While these vomit gore trilogy films are reserved more for the stream films category, they're truly weird shit movies that go beyond the normal summary of experience. I'm not recommending you see this one regardless. Enough said. Now he's ahead, 1977. Truly bizarre, a cast, a cool film that horror through his sunset in place. David Lynch tries to end the horror element in many films and always classify his straight horror mold. Some other films to mention that I would like you to see. Lisa and the Devil, 1974. Killer Crowns for the Outer Space, 1988. Night Olympus, 1972. Attack of the Killer Refrigerator, 1990. Mystics and Bull, 1981. Thief, 2007. You've been listening to Coxman Horrors recommending weird horror films for you to watch. Don't have any weird nightmares. <laughs> Ghost Man Horror Host Stories by Mark Anthony Rains. Prologue from the twisted mind of my alter ego, Ghost Man Horror Host who was born from appearing on Monster Movie Night with Bobby Gamunster, Tales of the Crypt, Hammer House of Horror. I created a new podcast with my alter ego, Ghostman Horror House, narrating stories, and then decided to write my own stories, which I perform and write. So look out for my Ghostman Horror House podcast UK, available on various podcast sites. This is just a written word version. I hope you don't have too many nightmares, my children. <laughs> In the background, table content, spiders, care, child-friendly, behind the mirror, fashion, puppet show, you should have believed me, awake, screen tests, genetically modified, black death, spiders. You can see the shadows from the moonlight 
of hundreds, if not thousands, of other spiders covering the tent. The man leans into you. This is a, this is a dark red, almost black colour to the whites of his eyes. It's close to his nose. It's almost touching your nose. You can't feel his breath when he says, We all have it in it. We're all affected with the last words in a diary I have found written by the previous owner of the house. I am in a moment. I am residing in Hyde for those spiders. I must keep my movements quiet as the hairs are able to pick up a vibration. The spider's primary weapon is a chillis, a pair of jointed jaws. In front of the mouth, each jaw has two major parts of the Rizal segment, a bulk of the jaw, a sharp fang housed inside it. Normally the fang is retracted inside the Rizal segment where the spider catches its prey. It swings the fang, fangs out into the animal's body. The fangs work something like a hypodermic needles. They have, they have small holes at the tip. A hollow duct inside, the duct leads to the venom gland, even, even inside the basal segment or further back in the cubulex, while the spider pierces its prey with the fang. It squeezes out the venom, injecting the animal with enough neurotoxin to paralyze or kill. This makes it safe for the spider to feed on its prey, but at the risk of a struggle. Imagine hundreds of these attacking a human being, and all you see for days is a modified body, modified remains. It's hard to keep my sanity. We're told about these spiders by the cryptozoologists around the world. Cryptozoology is a pseudoscience. A subculture that aims to prove the existence of entities from the folklore record just such as Bigfoot, Chewbacca, or Mokulumi. Cryptozoologists refer to these entities as cryptids, a term coined by a subculture, because it does not follow the scientific method. Cryptozoology is considered a pseudoscience. By the epidemic world, it is neither a branch of zoology nor folkologists. It was originally founded in the 1950s by zoologist Bernard Hammers and Ian Avan Vitti-Solison, but it was ignored by the renowned scientific community, who may, whom are now among the other modified remains. They say we're one of the so-called lucky ones, who, like myself, scratching a living and only travelling at night, when the spiders lay dormant, and trying to keep movement slow and quiet during the day. I hear them scurrying about inside the walls. I sealed all the possible places in my current hideaway with a mixture of superglue, but it's becoming increasingly difficult to keep them out. Suddenly, you see one of these dark red, white. Eyes, own eyes, only a size of a hen. It's a, well, it's a scout. Scout, I must kill it before they swarm. Come, but it's too late. Hundreds of them appear from the tiny crease cre- cre- in the floorboards. I missed before I can start to run. I feel hundreds of hungry minute teeth sink into my legs. I am doomed. The... I have been reading an extract from my free book, Ghostman Horror Host Stories, Prologue, and a bit of chat, one spiders.
Thank you. Bye.